0: New
1: theme song. I like it. Oh man. This is, uh, <laughs> this is Yosis Racist. We're already off to a rollicking start with, uh, podcast denier.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, We've determined that all things are, in fact, racist.
1: Ken Chang <laughs> is here. No, you're you're a denier in the uh, concept of podcast. Uh, Tawny is. Usually in the past, um, there have been times where I've said a uh, claim not to know where Tawny was because of various like things we were supposed to keep secret for various showbiz reasons. This time, I actually I actually don't know where Tawny is, and I I'm I'm honestly not entirely sure why she's not here. Um, but Tawny's got the day off, um, and I have but to more, say I'm
0: so bummed about that. Because yeah, that means I'm only speaking to Andrew, <laughs> and,
1: and more importantly, Hi, my my old hey, friend Ken. Who has
0: podcast denied?
1: De- yeah, denied <laughs> has has not been has rejected uh, calls to be on the podcast several times over over spanning years now. over m- many years now. Yeah, is here uh, because this motherfucker has something to promote. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel so conflicted about breaking my long-held position of never appearing on Andrew's podcast. Or uh, any podcast, but, right? Or any podcast. But now, as Andrew says, I do have something to promote, hence. Uh, uh, hence. This, this is, is your th-
2: jury duty. It is. Can, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it kind of is. You were like, oh, I got to do it to promote this thing. I'm like, motherfucker, you've been having had to <laughs> had do it. Um, but yeah, so no, uh, your punishment is no tawny for you. Yeah. And the punishment for all the listeners is no Tawny. Also, <laughs> <laughs> correct. correct. No, uh, Ken, you're the, what? You're the writer. I know you're the writer. Uh, correct. Producer? Yeah, executive um, producer of of the the film Easter Sunday, which is out, out in, in theaters, theaters now. Right now, came um, out on
0: Friday the fifth of August, and
1: Friday the fifth, uh, and we couldn't. Uh, this is my fault. We couldn't get our scheduling together to have one beforehand. <laughs> it's fine.
0: Now that's it's a, about the legs, guys. It's, that's a, uh, me, that's a me problem. Terms. But
1: um, yeah, this is, this is uh, like uh, what, what are the historic things about this, this film?
0: Well, uh, as I have been told, it is the first major studio film Hollywood has ever produced centering a Filipino American family. Uh, specifically, a family led by stand-up comedian Joe Coy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, is it led by? It's led by the, the aunties, like all all <laughs> <laughs> the family. The family is led by the aunties, like. Well, in my
0: eyes, it, it, my eyes, my eyes, <laughs> the aunties and and cousins are are, are are a big part of the ensemble. But to Hollywood, uh-huh. I think. This oh is yeah, Joe oh, the, you're saying the, the
1: movie led, yeah. Um and and uh friend of the show, Eugene Cordero also has a huge role. And Jimmy O Yang. Um, friend of the
0: show, friend of the writer, friend of the podcast host, yeah. Jimmy O Yang and Eugene Cordero. Absolutely. They're great in the movie.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it's it's uh that's you know, it's I I we were we were talking about how to like approach this before the we started recording now. And like I think it's like like to me as someone who has always been like, yes, representation, but like the the first draft representation of things. Not mm-hmm. first draft, but like it's just like you know, things things need to be broad before they can be specific. Unfortunately, in this in our business, mm-hmm. um, but you got to do a really specific thing. That's that's the main. I thing, did I get to
0: do a very specific thing. Having said that, it also, uh, to your point, did get broadened just a bit. Um, Yeah. 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 But, but if we're focusing on the positive, certainly it's specific in that the movie is not just a sort of fictionalized um, account of Joe's family life. It's a fictionalized account of my family life. So the movie is set in Daly City, California, very specifically and very intentionally. Because that was that's where I,
1: I grew up. We we watched it um or I watched it in a a room of with you a did. lot of a lot of Filipino folks in it and there was like applause for the like Daily City sign like it was <laughs> like a huge mm-hmm. cameo.
0: <laughs> you wouldn't believe uh you wouldn't believe how many text messages or DMs or whatever I've received from Uh, people from the Bay who specifically highlight the appearance of, it's called Sign Hill, Mm -hmm. right? Which is the hill uh, in South San Francisco that reads South San Francisco, the industrial city. It's a very sort of um, important piece of Bay Area iconography, especially for folks in that area. Um, And it was one of the many uh, landmarks that I designated for the producing team to get a shot of and to try and include in the movie because it is so significant to people who live in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm both surprised but very gratified that people are so happy to see Sign Hill in a movie because I don't think it's ever appeared in a movie. Uh, <laughs> at least not of this scale. Um.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's that's a thing that's, like, really, like, rad about the movie is like like all these things that you're like you know it's it's a ultimately like a family kind of like you know family hijinx comedy but yep. the nice part is like all these like not the nice part but one really nice thing is like all these little specifics these little like mm-hmm. uh these things that I and I guess like uh because this is the other thing we're where I was trying to figure out how to like <laughs> talk about beforehand which is that you are like um you are chinese i'm comfortable Correct. saying that um <laughs> Wait, but also are you, you breaking have breaking news
0: to me right now no, 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 no yes, i'm just I i'm am. trying to i'm yeah. trying
1: to make sure for the audience like like but also like like we just have been having um not not uh, just us and not just prior but like sort of lots of asian folks who work in hollywood have been having this conversation about you know sort of like i guess the like both difference between like just broad Asianness and specific, mm-hmm. you know, in this case Filipinoness, but also you know, because I know that you have, um, you know, a more complex story than that, or, or a more complex relationship with Filipinoness than than just that. Also, um, and I'm not trying to leave you with a care to talk about it, but
0: <laughs> no, 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 I don't, I don't mind talking about it. I welcome the opportunity because I think people tend to view. Asianness um, in very monolithic terms, which we know is yeah. never the case, and even even if you drill down to say Chinese ness, that yeah. is not uh, a monolithic experience. So for me, um, you know, my I am part of uh, a larger Chinese diaspora that that settled in Southeast Asia, specifically my grandparents moved from China during the war to the Philippines, where both sets of parents, were both of my parents were born. And so my upbringing was very much influenced and imbued by Filipino culture in the sense that I lived and went to school there until I was eight or whatever it was, <laughs> up to the point that I moved, my family moved to the U.S., um, and California specifically, and drill down even further, Daly City, which which was the first neighborhood um, city in California that my family lived because, because of its proximity to Filipino culture, right? Mm-hmm. So Daly City, for those who don't know, is sort of regarded as the unofficial heart of the Filipino-American diaspora, mostly because at one point, it was, I want to say, the the most, uh, had it, Daily City had the most Filipino Americans per capita in the U.S. I don't think that's the case anymore, um, but something like 37% is the figure I heard just recently of Daily City residents trace their lineage to the Philippines. And so it's still very much, uh, again, uh, a hub of the Filipino American community in this country, and so which is another reason I wanted to set the movie there, not just because I live there, but also because of what it means to the culture in general. Um, but yeah, I, I've seen, I've been asked a few questions about why I I was the one to yeah. write this movie. And, you know, it's I think it's a valid question most of the time. It's um, You know, I think there's a responsibility for artists of color at times to to try to represent as accurately the culture that which they're depicting as possible. And, and in my case, you know, I, while I'm not ethnically Filipino, I do sort of consider myself culturally Filipino in a lot of ways. So, yeah. um, And I think I was able to, you know, reflect those elements of my upbringing within the movie as well. I mean, a lot of the specific things that you were just talking about, I think are, are, very much taken from my life as well as joe's obviously yeah
1: that's like i mean that that's
0: i guess what i mean is like
1: yeah that that's like because i remember an old conversation that i've talked about on the podcast even with like randall park and like mm-hmm. you know that the generation of like generation like f- five six years ago whenever the fuck mm-hmm. um, fresh off the Boat started seven years yeah, ago that's like, like that's eight eight not a generation but yeah but just yeah either way that's Less than a decade. It's not a not a generation. Yeah. But that like cultural generation of like, you know, all all Asian is Asian, essentially. Like right. as far as like casting especially goes, or like probably mm-hmm. I guess East Asian is East Asian. Um, you know, as far as casting goes, for sure, that's the case. Um, but often from like the like writing perspective. I mean, I guess from the writing perspective, sometimes it was white as Asian enough. But, <laughs> uh,
2: um, <laughs> as was
0: the, partly the case in this movie.
1: Yeah. Well, do you think, I mean, does, so, so like, you know, I guess it, like, ha, do you ever, I mean, first of all, I guess it must feel like, I assume there's probably some, like, slightly gotcha element when you're like, well, actually, I was, yeah. like, raised in Manila and, like, lived in, da- lived in Daily City and that. But outside of that, it's like, does it feel like it is. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I guess. I guess it just seems like like you're, you're like you were able to like weather this responsibility pretty well. Of like getting getting Filipino shit in there because you were oh, yeah. you're at least raised around it.
0: Or yeah, raised with it. I I think I think it's it is a responsibility, but it was one that I definitely welcomed because I, as I said, I have a point of view on it. I have, yeah, uh, you know a lifetime of memories and lived in experience to help inform the storytelling that is supposed to be taking place in the movie. That's not always the case across many cases uh, in, in Hollywood and, you know, (laughs) as you know, and with Randall. Yeah. Oh, I'm
1: just thinking there's so many times when like, People have been like, well, you know, what's what's the you know X or Y like Chinese thing on this? I'm like, I mean, I was born in Michigan, guys.
0: (laughs) Well, having said that, I do think it's important to remember also that the opportunities to create these pieces of entertainment, right? Whether it's from a writing perspective or an acting perspective, these are jobs that are going to Folks who previously probably didn't have the opportunity to do so, right? Mm-hmm. So, in the in the case of someone like Randall, whom we all know to be a very thoughtful and caring person about the community, um, I n- never really had a, a problem with him playing Taiwanese in front yeah. Off the Boat, mostly because there aren't enough opportunities for at that time, especially for people yeah. like Randall or others like him to. To get a, to get as specific in their in their choices of jobs <laughs> as yeah. as many some would like, I think that's changing for the better now. It's still not amazing. It's still not great, yeah. but I, I do think there is a bit of sort of uh, you know you have to sort of isolate each choice um, and put it in a silo in terms of is this appropriate or responsible? You know, for example, you know this story, but. <sighs> <laughs> I am I was, I among others were asked uh, to write a movie set in feudal Japan, right? Right. Something I have no experience with. Something I have no direct s- sort of ties to, other than like thinking samurais are cool, right? Yeah. Or ninjas are cool and shit like that. Um, but because yeah. I'm East Asian writer of origin who works in Hollywood, you know, that opportunity came my way. And that's not something I felt comfortable being um, involved in from, from that perspective, as much as I would have loved a job. Right. Yeah, I did think that was, um, and I know others who felt this way who also had the same response that I did. We didn't feel like it was the right opportunity for us to take from a Japanese or Japanese American writer.
1: So. Well, it's uh, it's also like like that sense of responsibility is the thing that like, quote unquote, not like holds us back, but it is like an additional thing that like people of color in this industry at all have to think about, which is just like like it's not just that like like oh I would take an opportunity. It also is like you would not do you or I or anyone else who isn't Japanese and maybe some people even who are Japanese would not do better than like your average white American at this job Mm -hmm. is the thing like we don't have any insight like or maybe we do but it's you know viewed through the lens of how our faces are perceived in America
0: yeah well I would argue that a Japanese or Japanese American writer even if that edge so to speak yeah was one percent
1: right, right. sure? Sure.
0: Of greater insight, I think yeah. it's worthwhile for that one percent to be involved in yes. the making of the movie.
1: Yeah, I, I, no, absolutely, right. It is like a element of it's like gradations, but there's just yes, like also like for sure. like one reason you don't take that job, whereas like in earlier times, but even today, like offering any given white person that job. I think they would have fewer qualms about it.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, listen—that you're right. This is a—I don't want to call it a burden, it's a, or it's a responsibility for sure. Yeah. it's a responsibility that only really writers of color have to yeah. have to deal with, uh, which is unfair on on lots of different levels. But also, if not us, then nobody would have—you know—nobody would yeah. have qualms about about. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. jobs yeah. that,
0: on quite honestly, belong to other people, right? Yeah, so um, you know, I, it's a it's a reality of of working in this business and being part of such a small group. Yeah. Uh, uh, that are responsible right. what, because, for, for these kinds of decisions. Because like
1: you're, you understand what that responsibility. Maybe because it, it's not that like any given white person wouldn't have no qualms, but mm-hmm. I think they genuinely. It's much harder for them to understand what the responsibility right. actually is. What the what the cost of fucking something up like this
0: is. And 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 at the just for transparency's sake, because I don't want to come off as if like I'm some super self-righteous or sanctimonious <laughs> creative. Had I not had other jobs already, I may have given them a different answer, right? Yes, you, yes, yes. So let's, let's you know, I do yeah. want to clarify that um, being in a position to pass on projects that you don't feel are quite right for you is a privilege and luxury that I have, that I did not have, Several years ago, right, um, and may have informed the answer, you know, in a different way. had that yeah, been the case.
1: yeah, I guess it's yeah. That's I, I. You know what? That's absolutely true. <laughs> like I've yeah. definitely worked out jobs where I'm like, I need this fucking job. Exactly. Um, We've all been there.
0: As, as yeah, as we all know, uh, anybody who works in this industry or people who even who don't, you know, being a professional scre- screenwriter is a seasonal freelance gig for. By and large, uh, and yeah, and so the more that we can, and which is why it's important that you know, in terms of we talk about representation matters quite a bit, but it matters, uh, it matters mo- almost more, maybe not more, equally behind the scenes as it does in front of yeah. the camera, right? Because yeah. the more of these jobs and opportunities we have, the more picky and choosy we can be about the jobs we take, and thus sort of be more responsible in our decision making yeah um, otherwise That's, we're talking about what we were just mentioning with Randall and Fresh Off the Boat when there weren't as many right 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 yeah there's
1: no like Korean American like Asian Correct. sitcom at the time so like yeah. I and know, I would argue that is Randall now, actually but, yeah I would argue
0: that Randall taking that job as much as it annoyed people however many seven eight years ago directly leads to the the creation yeah. of more opportunities for people of, uh, for people of color and Asian American creatives specifically, so that we can be more specific and we can be more sort of accurate, uh, representationally accurate, if that right. makes sense. Um, Similar to this, well, did you see the casting news last
2: week about James Franco playing Fidel Castro?
0: <laughs> I did. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to preemptively answer the question of whether this is racist or not and say, yes, this is racist. On so yep. that
1: respect. Uh, absolutely. Oh, uh, uh, we're, we're, we, we need to go a break kind of soon, but yeah. Is there anything else about the movie that like you're particularly proud of or like, like a piece that like, um, yeah, just like, yeah. want to well, tell people about, I think
0: the thing I'm, there's two things I'm incredibly proud of. The first of which is that the creation of this movie and my role in it, in, in it allows for, as we were just talking about, the creation of jobs for a ton of incredibly talented and really wonderful actors. Um, you mentioned Eugene Cordero being one of them. E- Eugene is doing great. He probably do- didn't need to be in this movie, but he, I wrote that part for him to be in this movie. In fact, I think you were there at the dinner in which I told him after, after it was announced that I was writing this movie, Eugene, I'm writing this part for you. And he politely nodded and said, yeah, sure, buddy. Uh, before, <laughs> sure, I'm sure, sure, writers buddy. tell him sure all the time. Buddy. Yeah, I'm writing this part for you. Uh, so it was amazing that that actually came to fruition in the way it did because I think he's so funny in the movie and he was, frankly, the most experienced actor on set. Yeah. Um, And it showed. And he led the cast in ways both big and small that both appear and don't appear on the screen.
2: That's awesome.
0: um, That I think helped the movie. So I'm incredibly proud that people are getting to see actors like Lydia Gaston, who's been on Broadway for many years. Um, Obviously, Tia Carrere and Lou Diamond Phillips, who, as you know, has been been part of the idea of this movie since I first started thinking about it. Um, you know, there's been an ongoing mystery, I think, in American pop culture about Lou Diamond Phillips' true ethnic origin. And I thought it was time to end the mystery once and for all and claim him for the community. Um, but Tia Carrere, who I think she has been very vocal about saying that this is the first time in her almost 40-year career that she has ever gotten to play Exactly who she is which is a Filipino American yeah. woman um, so that's awesome you know and and for uh, for other actors like Rodney Toe and even though Blazada who's also a big-time Broadway star and is going to be in tons of things in the future um, it just having that opportunity to create showcases for for these actors to perform and show their talent I was is something that I take a lot of pride in awesome oh yeah yeah sweet. Uh, it's all about job creation, you guys. It's hell yeah! Yeah, I, you, it got it got real capitalist
1: here all of a sudden. <laughs> but you're, you're you're bringing you're bringing dad energy here. No, um, that's, <laughs> that's fucking
0: that's what I am at heart. <laughs>
1: that's that's fucking great, man. Well, let right, let's let's uh, because I know you just want to do the voicemails anyway. So let's take a little commercial <laughs> break and then let's do We'll talk about these fucking voicemails. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs>
1: We're back. Still here with Ken Chang. Um, well, I, hope I that can't wait to get through these voicemails. Oh,
0: All well, right. Fuck, let's the, fucking... fuck the promo shit. Let's, <laughs> let's, 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 let's answer some w- racism questions.
2: Let's throw it up. Let's go. Here we go. Hey, Andrew, Tony, and uh, guest, uh, maybe producer Kevin. Uh, I uh, was in a Zoom meeting this morning. I logged on to the meeting, and like seconds after I joined, The meeting, uh, someone said, Wait just a cotton picking minute. I do not know the context that could have possibly prompted this. And someone else on the meeting was like, You can't say that. Um, There's not really a question here. It was just strange to me uh, to have that happen. Um, And uh, it's more complicated because this is, or whatever. (laughs) Uh, It's my boss's, well, boss's husband basically um so you know weird shit i probably should have said something if somebody else didn't but like what do you say to just like a from a clear blue sky like unnecessary racist phrase uh (laughs) thanks bye
1: i what that's an amazing question (laughs) that's not as common on this show is you you actually had, like, a real-ass job, like, before. You and I both had, like, actual, like... That's right. Not, like, not like jobs during the time of Zoom, but just, like, right. actual, like, office jobs where often, I'm going to guess... I don't actually... We've never really talked that much about, like, what mm-hmm. your, like, 20s job was like. But yeah. if, if it was anything like mine, it probably was a little. Uh We just... You just have to deal with shit like this in an office. That's right. A lot. That's right. (laughs) I
0: I will say I had a slightly better experience in my corporate life than most because I worked in uh, I worked in entertainment adjacent. I I worked in the early days of streaming and digital music, and my job was essentially going to concerts
1: (laughs) and partying with rock stars. All
0: right, fuck
2: you, man.
1: (laughs) So never
2: mind. I'm the only one that has to
0: put up anything. (laughs) Fuck you.
2: (laughs) I I guess Kevin has to.
0: (laughs) Corporate meetings and corporate conference room setting type environments in which more than once I had to cringe at somebody's sort of thoughtless comment. Yeah. Um, The
1: other thing with this is that um, original readers of of Yo, Is This Racist will know that this is the number one The first, this is the essentially this is a variation of the question that got Yosef's racist started as a concept, (laughs) Um, and it says something about how that because that was like ten years ago, but this was the one that someone said cotton picking at work, and really um, because it was in 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 the context of Yosemite Sam.
0: Oh, uh, right, he, right.
1: He's like... He's
0: definitely he, racist.
1: When it, well, yeah. Obviously, he, like, he, all racists look like Yosemite Sam. Correct. That's the important thing. But yeah. he also, like, he's also PG. Or G. Supposed to be G-rated. So yeah, right. when, he, when he does, when he gets real mad at Bugs Bunny, he's like, you know, sassafras and darn farn. Um, <laughs> something else. And then ends it with cotton picking. And it is one of those... because So that's the other side of It's like... It's like put on a level of harm- harmlessness as saccharasit. You know, it's like the Jeepers Creepers of like swears that are supposed to be child friendly. Yeah.
0: I mean they're all it's all coded language, right? Uh there are yeah. so many v- versions of this, you know, both in just everyday <laughs> popular <laughs> popular vernacular and and in professional corporate settings too.
1: Yeah. It it's yeah corporate settings all the all anytime th- I've never heard the word fucking kimono used more than when I worked what? in a goddamn office yeah it's always like <laughs> in what
0: context
1: I don't I don't know why business people say peek behind the kimono like all the time which is both feels like kind of like sex trafficky somehow oh, and also definitely
0: sex trafficky yeah why, just all of it
1: I'm just like I don't I've want, never
0: heard that one that's insane that's wild <laughs> wow is, yeah, uh, I, that yeah uh, all one the that time. I've gotten, the one that I've heard, very specific to our line of work, Andrew is, is how will this play to my aunt in Iowa,
2: or how oh. will this play to
0: my grandmother in Ohio? That's a very, that's a very. Uh, sort of I I will
1: say, I'm I'm lucky. And unlucky to have only worked on projects. I've worked on some shows where the target audience is the aunt uh, in Ohio, and mm-hmm. I've worked on some shows where the answer is like "fuck those racists." Yeah. <laughs> um, so well, I, it, I at least have never, talk- ha- I've never had to be in a room where that's debated. It's like very oh, clear uh, what we want she- to do with with my aunt in Ohio <laughs> uh, sure. on every show I've worked on. Sure. Uh, I'm not
2: saying the answer is not always the good. case for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, specifically in
0: <laughs> cases in which we are trying to portray characters or stories that aunts in Ohio and grandmothers in Iowa wouldn't typically be uh, attuned to. Totally. Well, yeah. Did you
1: have, I mean, not, not to go back to the first part, but even with this, like, Um, movie it had to Mm -hmm. be there There had to be moments and discussions with like you know producers the money folks or whatever and you know obviously like you love I understand you loved working with them and you loved doing (laughs) it but um,
0: (laughs) I love how you preemptively disclaimed that on my behalf
1: but there is I mean like part of of being like a you know a, a person of color in Hollywood with any fucking conscience is like Sometimes you are like, okay, time to, time to like fucking educate some whites. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes. That's part
0: of the, that's part of the, that's part of the work though. Yeah. There's almost no way around it. (laughs) Yeah. It's what we were just talking about. It's the responsibility that we have unfairly. That. Yeah. A lot of times you walk into a room and it's Asian America 101 and you're the visiting professor. Right or <laughs> or Black America One
2: Hundred
0: and One, right or yeah. whatever um, for whoever the the artist of color is, um, and that's certainly the case when you're trying to tell stories that haven't previously been told on screen before. Yeah, right? I think there is a lot of listen in the last six seven years or whatever it is. Undoubtedly, there has been great progress made in. Both on screen and behind the scenes representation. Having yeah. said that, a lot of the people making green light decisions, uh, which, as we know, is a decision to spend money and yeah. write checks. Yeah, those decisions are still being made by people who don't necessarily look like us or or have had the life experiences that we have, and thus need in order to justify that expenditure that they need to be reassured that don't worry, this story is universal. Don't worry this. You will relate to these, to these people. uh, And so will your, apparently your aunt in Iowa or your grandmother (laughs) in Iowa or Ohio. Yeah. Uh, That's, that's the kind of reassurance that we as creators of color are constantly being asked to do. Yeah. Uh, That honestly though, that also is just like, now that I'm thinking, like even
1: when you phrase it like that, it's like, that's like exactly the fulcrum on which literal society is crumbling. Is centering some racist in Ohio? Like you watch the correct. The, it's a the, straw man. It's a straw yeah.
0: person. The New York we, Times, we have, like yeah, support keep, these folks. Yeah,
1: yeah. you keep yeah, feeding somebody
0: with e- economic anxiety this right?
1: hypothetical racist, and you're correct. like, and all like policy and our in the most powerful people in the world are like about appeasing these fucking like not the
0: worst people on earth but bad people well, certainly among the worst people on earth yeah. Yeah. it is very frustrating and you're frankly if we were doing this later in the day and i had a drink in me i would be talking <laughs> much more transparently about, <laughs> about the subject and my Can, direct I experience think, with it
1: i think we we also probably should say that um, I am actually genuinely seeing now. So every time, every time I have asked Ken to, hey, do you want to come on? You racist? He's like, nah, man, I'm afraid what I'm going to say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and
1: I have every time been like, man, what the fuck are you talking about? You're fine. <laughs> And now I'm actually witnessing, I'm like watching you <laughs> physically hold yourself back um, in a way that I did not actually think you had. It. Not that you didn't have that gear. I didn't have any
0: pulse control? Is that what, yeah, is that what I
1: guess. I was just like, oh, di- look, at, look at Ken. Look at the vein on his forehead. As you, you know, <laughs> As you know,
0: Andrew, I, I do have a bit of a politician streak in me. Uh, that yeah. I've seen in person many times. Uh, oh, man. And so it, it is, it is to, all I want is more opportunities for everyone. Andrew. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is the platform upon which I am running oh. and, uh, uh, under which I am appearing on this podcast. More <laughs> opportunities for all.
1: all. Already, you are like kicking the shit out of Andrew Yang in a way that is like... Oh,
0: God, that dipshit. It just,
1: just like by being, just by not being the dumbest asshole and being a little <laughs> persuasive, <laughs> you're you're already our first best Asian politician, I guess. Well,
0: <laughs> that guy is neither <laughs> neither smart nor persuasive. So it's yeah. it's weird to me that he is. Uh, is it? Know, though? He has been held up as <laughs> yeah. Some it's not weird. Of, you know why?
1: You know why?
0: Why? <laughs> I do know why. That is correct. <laughs> he, um, he appeals to a very specific. Uh, he appeals, to a fucking,
1: he appeals to a fucking
0: racist in Ohio is who he appeals to. <laughs> no, but it, we've talked about this. There, he he also represents a very specific kind of especially East Asian yes. American yeah, who yeah. is all too happy and quick to tap dance for, uh, you know, those who the The racist beque- in Ohio. Yeah. Well, well the, but the, also the to people those who would give him more. The, the money. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah. Well, I, I'm actually going <laughs> to not let you continue to take <laughs> please, let's, please. let's go to the next voicemail. Here's
2: yeah, the next go. one. Hey, Andrew, Tani. Love your show. Hello, guest. Um, okay. So I already know this is racist, but I, I need you to hear about it. Okay. So this white man, after he totally didn't get the hint already, about ask me where I'm from. No, I'm not Filipino. I'm Chinese. He tells me, oh, I can relate to being Chinese. Because my descendants traveled down the Silk Road. And, and I, I mean, it took me a second, because I'm like, wait, did he say descendants? Yes. He goes, not my ancestors. I'm talking descendants. And I was just like, does this man not know the difference? Or is he a time traveler? I don't know. I, I was just so wowed by the whole, yeah, Asians saw so each other across centuries, right? That, that's how it works. Ugh. Anyway, thanks, guys.
1: I think I my my thought on this was because you grew up in the Bay Area in like the 90s ish Mm -hmm. Um, when not that not that the white people there are not sort of repellent goons in their own way now, (laughs) but there were there were a different there was also a different kind of like truly space cadet hippie repellent goon in the Bay Area that. I assume yes. has been mostly priced out, or it's just like a right wing dude. Oh no, no! Academy. Now they're
0: now they're all in the Berkeley Hills trying to prevent uh, kids from going to college so they don't infringe upon their uh, backyards and their uh, and,
1: and their. I guess their I guess that's true. Like it, yeah. even the the dumbest hippies are still baby boomers. Correct. Like they're they're they can't, <laughs> they're all nimbies like, the at heart. <laughs> they can't shake that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that. That is all starting to track a little bit more, actually. Um But yeah, I was just like, I don't know, I've Kevin's experience these fucking people. That's what I meant.
0: Listen, I think any any person of color has experienced I mean, from from the sound of that voicemail, that seemed very much like white explaining to a person of color <laughs> what their experience must be like. Because I you know I as a I as a white man am certainly an authority on all things, and uh, let me tell you about your own experience. You know, which everybody, <laughs> any person of color has has had to deal with at some point in time, whether it's personally or professionally, right? And yeah, it's a it's a weird. Why I never understood why. I guess it's deep. Maybe maybe I'm giving them too much credit. Deep down, <laughs> it's some some. Sort of expression of empathy towards someone that you know hasn't had as great an <laughs> experience living in this country as you oh. for them to for them to try to reach. I don't know. Is that too optimistic, Andrew? You tell me.
1: Well, right. It, it's it's. I mean the the attempt at empathy. Although whatever the fuck this person's talking about is also just like cuckoo. Like correct the the ancestor shit is like okay descendants shit whatever that also sounded um,
0: like a white white guy failing well, that, to that's, flirt with an asian woman oh uh, yeah fair enough oh right asian women get a lot of that they get a lot of like creepy uh you know uh, sexual advances um you know disguised as <laughs> social oh, or, or ethnic
1: empathy i guess that's true right and descendants oh in through that lens
0: it's um, very, yeah, it's very. Yeah,
1: I see what you're saying. That's, oh, that's so much worse,
0: actually. Um, <laughs> but, that okay, I saw a lot in the Bay Area, I will, I will say.
1: <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot of that. <laughs> um, I guess, okay, taking that aside, just to finish my point, but I think that actually probably just nailed the dynamic that the caller was just calling in with. However, uh, that like almost empathy, but like like empathy... Empathy, but making yourself sort of the main character. I guess Correct. that's the thing that's like, it's tough. Because it's like, those people are not like the worst humans on Earth. Right. There are just right. open racists who don't believe in your humanity at all. But like, that sliver of like, oh, I see you as human. And then like, taking the smallest shred of information just being like yeah I I know this I this is my story now or my like thing mm-hmm. huh. it's both pretty but bad but also where a lot of listeners to this podcast live so <laughs> love you. thank you for listening <laughs> yeah
0: I've noticed that among the, uh, the demographic of callers of past callers um, I, I don't know what, he loves what you if, too I love all of you uh, what is the solution to that Andrew in your mind is it is it just reversing centuries of of societal training for for white people to de-emphasize yeah. their their place in other people's stories? What is it?
1: Yeah, I mean it, it's but like it's this thing I go back and forth, and and we've talked about this because it is like the one of the problems with Asian folks is like 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 it or not, and it, it's not this is not true, but there it feels sometimes and this. I'm sure it's like a perspective thing, definitely based on my job, um, but also based on like how I was raised and my socioeconomic class and shit like that, where it feels like for like a certain type of comfortable East Asian person, mm-hmm. representation is our civil rights issue. <laughs> <laughs> like representation in entertainment actually is our civil rights issue. And that's like, it's, and and it's tricky because that's not nothing but it's
0: not. It's not everything. It can't be everything. It's not everything. I think we we know that it's definitely not everything. It is something, and is very helpful for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, but but both. you're also right that it does have meaning, right? It is like it does. like yes, like part of reversing centuries of this shit is just like chipping it away, chipping away at the culture with things like entertainment.
0: Yeah. Listen, um, I I am as cynical about the importance of representation in entertainment as as you are. Maybe not as much as you are, because you are the most (laughs) cynical when it comes to that. But any sense of cynicism I have on that specific subject, I have to say, has been balanced out a little bit over the past week or two just by the sheer number of messages I've gotten from specifically Filipino-Americans who have seen yeah. the movie and have experienced a, a certain amount of joy or or sort of happiness, not not just for themselves, but for their parents come, and grandparents yeah. and uncles and aunts. I can't really, as much as I would like to take that lightly, I really can't, having now <laughs> sort of yeah. been been the recipient of that kind of gratitude. Um It's honestly a really cool feeling. And it you know, I I I hope I think you and I know that there are much larger, sort of more impactful issues within the larger AAPI community that should be taking precedence over things like whether a buff Asian dude can seduce a white woman in a movie or whatever. Which seems to be like the a very important cause for a certain subset of <laughs> Asian Americans that neither of us neither of us like or um, uh, want to sh- pay any attention to. But um, yeah, you know th- those things are important. Just seeing humanity uh, yeah on screen, I think, is kind of important. It's, it's yeah,
1: I I think it's like it is important. I it's like it's so hard to like spell this out to folks, but it's like necessary but not sufficient. Correct. Like it's it's a piece of it, but you're like it's a piece. But I I think I I, I guess the thing that makes me sometimes sad about Asian f- folks, and again, this is highly filtered through Asian folks that I see a lot of, which is fucking Asian people in Hollywood, unfortunately. But like, <laughs> it starts to feel sufficient for them, and that's that's a thing that's like really hard to like like. You know, because I'm so often the naysayer mm-hmm. and the cynic about this shit. Because I'm like, and I'm not saying it's not important. I'm just saying it's like not enough.
0: Were um, you the one, I, I, and I don't know why I asked if you were the one. It was definitely you who told me the story <laughs> of of someone who, in response to the yes uh, Atlanta murders. Yes. In which eight, was it eight? I don't Asian remember the number. women yeah. uh, set all, was, uh, were I, murdered. I think it was and obviously the yeah. outcry to that right that yeah. uh, that um that happened was <laughs> an Asian American writer or yeah. actor or it's, someone writer. in the business who obviously sucks uh said that the answer to that to the problem of anti-Asian discrimination was yeah that person getting a job in Hollywood Yeah like I have right? a screenplay available I have
1: a screenplay <laughs> right right And and it's um, like yeah. It, it, I mean, but that, that is sort of, yeah, the, the unfortunate part about like, and again, this is, this is highly filtered through, this is the shit that I see. And I know this is not all Asian people, but it's not no. as few Asian people as I think <laughs> as many you of us would, like, would yes. want. Yeah. Um, which is that like, like, it's this like naked opportunism behind almost everything that is mm-hmm. supposed to be for our community. Um mm-hmm and like yeah i you know what i will say actually is without naming names i was really uh, also happy to see um a lot of the like hollywood organizations that are like nominally quote unquote asian but like many things that are quote unquote asian like highly skew towards um caring about east asian people east Asians right like throwing their weight behind this movie of yeah. about you know brown asian people yeah, <laughs> like um, for sure I think that that to me I was like, okay. And look, I, I'm sure it also is tied into the fact that this was a studio movie and like blah blah blah. And like, you know, there there are things, but um, wow, sorry. If we if we need to cut that, we can cut that. that was <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I, but, but it was listen, just very heart. I know you're talking about it was just very heartening to see, like, not very. It was heartening to see like, like, okay, like we're starting at least to get this tent to be broader and hopefully like whatever actually it actually means to be like Asian Asian American is like actually starting to coalesce in a way that is like, um, positive. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, it was, it it was just like, yeah, I I think I was so happy just to see like, like I, I, and it helped that I was just really lucky to see it in a theater with so many Filipino folks. Um,
0: and that so, is the difference honestly that's that's because yeah. I I share a lot of the same sort of reservations as you know that you have about the opportunism of a subset of Asian Americans in in the Hollywood of it all yeah um, but being able to um, see the the reactions yeah. of people that this movie is about in in a lot of ways and and have that be as positive as as it's been um it yeah it's it really sort of dulls some of the sharper edges of that i often feel yeah from
1: i was really i was was just like being in that room was being in that theater was just like okay like this is like like truly like transformative for some folks again like The the like b-roll of Daily City was like one of the loudest like applause, like moments. (laughs) You know, just aside, and just the establishing shot of the Daily City side, I was like, okay, this is like, you know, not something that I is I knew about, I don't think really, even as much. Like, or I I didn't maybe understand the cultural. Like impact of that. Trust me, like, a lot
0: of people involved in the movie didn't know about. Yeah, that. yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: so, so like, but but that it's like it also reads when you can feel it in that theater. I was like, this is fucking rad. Um, yeah.
0: Now, now, now it's about coupling that enthusiasm and that positivity from something like on-screen representation, which, as we've established numerous times in this podcast, yeah. is important but not everything, right? Yeah. Coupling that with, um. Positive action and empowerment of community organizations, yeah. uh, and and sort of ground level, um, ground level forces that would uplift the community in ways that have nothing to do with Hollywood, whether it's yeah. economic or sort of um, through providing legal aid and resources of that nature. Th- th- it's all, as you said, part of a larger puzzle, and to the yeah. to the extent that we can keep connecting the pieces together, I think. Ultimately, I think to me, I an my
1: worry is that that's like where the biggest work is because I think it's like once yeah that it's like once like entertainment representation has been achieved yeah I, I I feel like there's such a big proportion of Asian folks and again I would love to be proven wrong who are like will be like we our work here is done um that is my biggest worry about Asian folks I
0: think, I think that's a valid concern um, mostly because
1: oh, yeah. We have managed to keep off this podcast how often we disagree about how the Asian community is doing, by the way. <laughs> Privately, we actually almost always are fighting about that. And we we're, were just the way you said, I think that's a valid concern. I'm like, oh, that's what it's actually most like <laughs> talking to Ken when Ken and I are alone is we're just being like, no, fuck you. <laughs> and then occasionally we'll be like, OK, that was valid. <laughs> <laughs> that's true.
0: That's so true. we managed to actually hide that pretty well from I, this podcast. Like, well, the the, the the truth is, I am s- probably in I could be described as an optimist at heart and far yeah. less yeah, cynical yeah. than Andrew. That's right. However, that's it, you know, right. as you know, and you've seen this, Andrew. I am far more cynical than the plurality of my non Hollywood Asian American friends. Yes, who yes fall yes, into yes. A, a very uh, obviously different group. Of, yeah. Of folks and and how they experience things like representation, right, yeah, um, so that's probably it, pretty I, you know there are a lot of people who are just psyched that
1: yeah that and 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 I think I think that that helped me a lot, which is like just seeing these people be psyched, and like, yeah, they should be psyched and it it's 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 like especially with like a community that again is like so underrepresented as Filipino folks, yeah. like you know. Um, I I I really started to get that in in the screening, and I was like, okay, I see. I I not that I see what's happening here, but like this is this is pretty cool.
0: So my um, hope is now that if a news organization or anybody who with a platform wants to know about wants to know more about the Filipino experience and the Filipino American experience specifically, that they're not, to your point, going to. An actor looking for a job, or a writer or director looking for funding, or looking for someone to read their screenplay to to talk about what that experience is like. If they can go to somebody on the ground, right? right. Uh, yeah. A teacher, a counselor, somebody who works for a nonprofit to to talk about the actual experience of Filipino Americans in this country. A lot of whom, you know, yeah. are are middle class or below.
1: That and it, and the and, and they yeah, and their experience is very stuff. different than like the mainstream perception of East Asian Correct. folks, and like, yeah. you know, like yeah, just like having that be split out from, quote Asian end quote, like is like, I don't know, I think pretty, like like hopefully we can get there. Hopefully we're heading in that direction. It feels like we are, and like that is awesome.
0: That is um, the most optimistic conclusion I've ever heard. Are you, Andrew,
1: are reach. you st- are you still like? protected and shit on twitter you don't care about twitter you just want people to watch this movie <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't is that right not on twitter.
1: yeah you That's don't give correct. A shit I, about any of that stuff. No,
0: I, listen i get sent my i have uh, my brother works in pr for example my brother and my sister in law actually both work in pr and they've sent me a smattering of, of twitter reactions about the movie oh
1: and, no not yet not as much that i was going oh. i was i was uh, leaning towards like Hey, tell people where they can find you. What do you, you know, da da da. The, the oh, wrap it up oh, portion oh, of a incredible. podcast, and then I was
0: about? like, oh, we're at that part part of the. Uh,
1: and then the I was right. like, and then I was like, yeah, I, you're not a uh, follow cat on Twitter. You don't want people to follow you on, <laughs> I'm Twitter. on Twitter. I'm <laughs> yeah. not on Twitter.
0: I, I exactly. check in. I check in on specific pages now and then, but I'm not on Twitter. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I recently so, made my Instagram public, but it's very selective and. Again, yeah. as my as with my appearance on the show, purely for promotion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: so so keep an eye out for honestly, if you want to learn more about Ken, go to his IMDB page. That's that's, <laughs> what, that's what he wants you to follow. <laughs> or or speak, go to
0: Andrew's go to Andrew's Instagram where I will make a rare and
1: sometimes yeah, appearance by exactly.
0: his IG stories or whatever if we're hanging out.
1: Um but yeah, Easter Sunday and like yeah, go, go to Easter Sunday for like the specificity and like just like And and, well, yeah, I, we say it too much. And maybe this is just, I've been in too many Asian panels and it's like, but it's, (laughs) it's broad also, but it doesn't matter that it's broad also. Like, it's like, the point is actually that we all understand specificity actually, like, and, and it's awesome to like see new shit and like, just like see contexts and like, I don't know, like, like it's,
0: it's red. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. That makes me feel like I did my job to a certain extent so <laughs> i think you I appreciate did, it, it yeah you. you did great man
1: you did oh, good thanks buddy. good job um, you, you've been there
0: since the beginning you saw the the beginning of all this so yeah you know, I, I you sure know what a, what a process it's been
1: yeah i i sure did uh what else do we say to end this show so yeah follow ken was it ken Chang 21 but most importantly see us easter sunday uh ken Chang,
0: thank you for being here man thank you andrew thank you thank you producer kevin Thank you. This I can't believe then. we finally broke the seal. I'm, I'm so I know. Good. This yeah, is huge. No, you, can, you can come back
1: all the time. Um <laughs> we'll see you next week come back when
0: I have something else to promote.
1: 323 389 <laughs> <3-2-3-3-2-3-2-3-2-3. laughs> Leave your voicemails. Uh 323-389 race. Um suboptimal pods. Yo, is racist. Um See Tawny and
0: Andrew in Austin. Yeah, wherever you're August
1: 20th. We're gonna be in Austin August 20th. Please come to Austin. Uh come out Austin. Um, I know I've talked oh. Uh, send me suggestions of what I should eat on stage. Austin local food is the least like gross. Uh, as far as like eating on stage goes, so come up with something gross for me to try to eat.
0: <laughs> I didn't know that was part of your live show, but
1: yeah, I tried to I tried to eat the cheese out of the middle of a juicy Lucy in Minneapolis and my failed. My God! All right, that's the it. Things that's you have to do for a live audience. Little, little sneak preview. Um, thanks. Thanks, Ken. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, guys. Bye, everyone.
2: This is Suboptimal.